Right, welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Mostly Ghostly. Today is a uh, special guest episode, which is very fantastic. Um, Ray Booten, how you doing over there, Ray Booten? Not bad, how about you? I'm doing alright. Uh, today's guest is Ray Arnold from uh, Metro West Paranormal Investigating. Um... D- double the Ray. It's funny. I- I've only know- known a few Rays in my day. Uh, pretty much you two and the Ghostbuster Ray. And um, I got both of you on the phone right now, huh? Ain't that nice? Awesome. So, hell yeah. So, um, Ray, we'll, 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 uh, we'll kick into it. And um, we'll, uh, we'll see. How'd you, how'd you get started in, in the whole paranormal field? So, uh, I was, um, I was about 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And they used to have a paranormal, um, group that, oh, uh, like, um, a, a book group. They used to go to the library. It was like a Thursday night. So one of my friends was doing it and they were talking about it. And this was, you know, late 80s. So you really didn't talk too much about this stuff. So you mentioned ghosts that you can dust and put you away. Yeah. But, um, she said, oh, you, if you want to come, you can. So I did. Cool. What were you, uh, probably about a group of, uh, Quite a few people in my group, they started talking about ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoots and stuff, so I'm like, all right, 13, not really, you know, into it, you know? Yeah. Um, I did uh, I did meet the, the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren, I did meet them personally. Well, that's cool. Um, they, they've done, uh, well, for those that don't know, they've done an investigation that the enemy built for us, um, they did the conjuring, they did a hunt in Connecticut, um, I got to meet them, and... When I was 13, I really didn't know too much about them. It wasn't until, you know, 10, 12 years later, you start seeing these goddamn uh, little horror, you start seeing the conjuring, you know, look up, and then you start hearing, you know, unsolved mysteries, you start hearing Ed and Lorraine Warren, just this investigation. And it's like, I've heard that name before, you know? Yeah. And then I call my friend, because yes, they're the ones we met. So, so yeah. Yeah, they're very fa- very famous uh, paranormal team, husband and wife, I believe. Um, I just yes. yeah, I just picked up a book. You're a man because you're a Massachusetts native as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Central Mass. Yeah, the um, yeah, I just picked up a book. Uh, we did an episode a couple a couple weeks ago, um, and there was a story uh, of a, a guy that got possessed by. Um, it was a weird, crazy story where, like, his father was, like, a Satan worshiper, and, um, he, like, he, he sacrificed his kid to the devil, and then he, like, did a whole bunch of crazy stuff, like, he eventually, he, you know, killed the kid's mother in front of him and then himself, and then it, it sparked this long life of just torment, and it, they get the, the child was, like, possessed, and he eventually, unfortunately, took his own life, but, um... That was based out of Massachusetts too, and I never heard of. And the book, the book that was written about it was called uh, Satan's Harvest. And I know that the Warrens had something to do with that book and the investigation. So yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. Were they local? Yeah, I mean, to me, time I was all young. Like I said, they just uh, looked like two elderly couple. You know, time mean, they were, you know, when they passed away, they were kind of old. Yeah. Um, but um, very nice people to talk to. And it was just, it was funny because when I went to the seminar they did that night, I brought the end of the little horror, um, 
I won't say it's general, but I wrote that book with the devil. Yeah. The devil's tail comes through the, the windows of the immortal horror. Yeah. Well, it was a white book, and I brought that to the interview, and I kind of showed them, because they were sitting across from us, and they looked at that book, and they kind of, um, it kind of smiled a little bit, kind of. Yeah. But he was, the head was kind of like down a little. So, um, well, I think it was Jay Anthony that wrote that book, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know until later on that, you know, they kind of, uh, I'm not going to say why about the whole entire story of the war, because it did happen, people did get killed in the house. Uh, but uh, there was one thing they had, there was under the pressure of getting ratings, so they kind of had to embellish a little on that. Yeah, I heard so, the, Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so I, I didn't know this was a recent one. Uh, yeah, it was kind of recently. And then as I think back to now, I'm talking to you guys, and that I've, I showed them the book and why he smiled like that, you know, so... Yeah, I remember. It, that. It's crazy because it's really crazy because you get a lot of paranormal investigators and teams, and when they go into this, they're very serious. And they ask this, and I'm very serious in this. And um, you know, it, it's for paranormal research. It's so it's all true events and all this and that. But now you know they get spotted by Hollywood, or whatever, and they sign this contract to let us, you know, let them follow you around and. Um, you know, most haunted houses that we go to in the areas, you don't get the responses in about two minutes. It just doesn't happen. So, by periods of going on like that, Hollywood to the ratings pushes them. So, what if we just do this, you know, or what if we pull this chair, you know? Mm-hmm. So, they get caught up in it, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Uh, it's too bad. Uh, uh, one of them, I forget what show it was, but he actually got caught looking at a chair for a fishing line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, and then, see, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of odd, because now when they start doing crap like that, you give us the real paranormal that's to get yeah, the bad name. It's you true. You know, they start saying, oh, you're a ghostbuster, and it's not, and that, that's fake. And you can see, kind of, um, on how these skeptics work. Oh, that's not real. It's not real. It's all like, I taste, touch, and smell it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the skeptics, too, I mean, I just don't deal with them, you know? I just don't. You know, you don't want to believe you lose to work with. Yeah. You know, because these are the kind of people that, if you tell them that the sky is blue, they're going to argue with that scary. You know, so I just don't bother with the, the critics. Yeah, they just like to like to argue. Well, to go back to that Hollywood thing. Um, yeah. I remember The Conjuring, I think it was. God, it's, uh, there was like a big lawsuit going on because... Um, the family that it happened to, they got paid off the movie, but the guy who, there was a, there was a book, I guess, and the guy that wrote the book never got paid, and he did a, he came forward and, and sued and said, hey, you know, a lot of that book was something, a lot of it was, the movie stuff was stuff that I just created for the book that didn't actually happen. I believe it was The Conjuring, right. it could have, it might have been, it could have been Amityville Horror, but I want to <laughs> say it was Conjuring. Yeah. Yeah, so that, uh, that's the, the Warrens worked on too. They investigated that house. That house from my house mm-hmm. is 17 miles away. Oh, you know, I think it's has the word I don't have this. Well, the Conjuring house? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I, I'm making plans to actually go there this year. Um, That'd be cool. I Let asked, us know. Uh, you get it, like anything else, this is the biggest thing is when people think about going and you know, investigate, they just go. You know, just Grab, well, grab a flashlight and let's just get going. Um, it's very well advised to get permission whenever you do. 
You just cannot, like, jump on people's properties, even if it's haunted. You can't do that. And this is the case as Haunted House. The original building, a new, uh, I don't know if you know, but somebody else bought the place. They're trying to remodel it. Things mm. are happening in that house right now. But um, I was just thinking, taking my team, uh, whoever wants to build me, taking a few pictures of that house. Uh, but I need to find out who owns that building so I can get the permission to take the pictures of that property. Yeah. You know? So. And I was told that this Kim's outside and this Kim's inside that building. Uh, and they don't prosecute. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So we need to get permission. Yeah, that's the thing with a lot of the, you know, different spots that they're, they don't, they're owned by somebody and half the, most of the time they don't want you in there regardless of what your intentions are. Right. And yeah. uh, this one here, I guess if you give the owner some money, you'll probably bring an house and triple around, so I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, cool. I, I do believe that's a real event. You know, I really do. There's mm-hmm. a fair known investigation investigated that, the ones, I do believe that. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's too bad that um, people have to jump on this and make movies off of the stuff, you know, and it's not charging money. Now, yeah. the Carnegie House is going to be opened up as a museum. Hmm. They're going to charge, I don't know what they're going to charge, but they're charging everyone to get into that house. And I just think, uh, it shouldn't be like that, you know. It should be donated to the paranormal societies and let them open for free choice for the people. And that's what I believe. Yeah, but, you know... It, it... Everybody loves money, you know, and if there's a chance to get it, they'll get it, you know. The films are good, though, because they do, I, I want to say, like, The Conjuring, when The Conjuring came up, I mean, it almost, not the paranormal investigation was, like, dead or anything like that, but it definitely, I felt, revamped it, you know what I mean, and gave it a, gave it new life and got more people interested in it, which was good, which is a good, the, one of the part of the good side of uh, Hollywood. Right, true, because... And then you're right, and I agree with you on that. I really yeah. do. Um, like I said, when I met the Warrens back in the late 80s, we didn't talk about paranormal at all. They think you're crazy, you should be in the padded house. Now, um, there's very few, I mean, there's very few that are, I don't believe that. There's a lot of people that are, had experience, have experience, and just, you know, so it's more accessible now to yeah. talk about it. Now, did you follow the Warrens up until their final days? Um... They don't live far from us, in Massachusetts. I mean, where I live, is yeah. like on the Connecticut border. They live, I believe, in Monroe, Connecticut. They own the house. That's where the Hudson Museum is. Uh, so, she was pretty cool in this area, you know. Did the husband... Hus- you, you see her in Walmart, but, but towards the end, you know, she's kind of losing her mind. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying you're crazy. You're not old people. They just don't know who you people are. Right. So, um, you know. Uh, did the husband... I, I did hear... Uh, even towards the end of three years ago, that <clears throat> she was all right. I mean, just old. Now, Ed Warren passed away before she did. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, did he? Did he pass away from like mysterious paranormal? Things. I mean, I know the movie. I want. I want to say the movie touches on the that that he's killed. Almost, you know, ghostly, yeah. killed in like a ghostly way. But I don't. I was wondering if you knew like the truth behind what actually happened uh, with him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the Warrens. I wish we could have met of me and Ray over here because. And it's not about the Warrens. I mean, a lot of people do know about the Warrens because they're, oh, yeah. they're really. I mean, we went to Native over here on paranormal investigations. And we actually, the grandparents of it, you might say, uh, regardless of their soul. But um, 
Yeah, it was good, real good. But uh, I almost forgot what I was going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did the interview horror house back in the 70s, um, my, there's another good friend, I don't know if you've heard of him, and I think I talked to you before about him. His name is Paul Eno. He was uh, a friendship at the time, being a priest. Mm-hmm. And the priest went to him in the horror house with the Warrens. And um, Paul Eno said back then, um, you didn't talk about this, you didn't write about it, and you couldn't say that, you know, like, you're going to be in cabs and devices, you just didn't do that. You went into the house with the exit was going to be whatever they were going to do, and the person just shut him out, you yeah. know. And he said that there was a lot of activity in the end of the house. Um, yeah, I think there was a time when everybody was afraid of these things, so it was more of a hush-hush, whereas in... With the movies and television now, how everything's kind of horror-related, it's more welcoming and more accepted. Um, you know, I mean, hey, Ray Booten, what do you think about that? You th- How do you feel about the way that ghosts, you know, the ghost and paranormal situation was handled maybe 30 years ago uh, as to now? You know, you agree with the fact that I think through Hollywood and TV it's been more, you know accepting because people are, are knowing more about it instead of just a, an unknown entity that floats across their living room or something? I think the interest in it and how it's accepted kind of comes and goes, uh, waxes and wanes. You go back a s- certain time in history and it was called spiritualism mm-hmm. in the early part of the century and it was very popular, then it went away. Right now, it's very popular. It's becoming very commercialized with all of the shows on TV and the movies. Uh, The downside to that is the lack of respect that's involved. And you're dealing with things that um, you really should give a lot of respect to, whether it's a ghost or other forces out there. But right now, it's still holding up on that peak, very popular. People will speak about it who never, never would have said anything before if they experienced something and came across something. Now they're just glad to be able to talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, Ray Arnold, did you grow up as, a, like, a horror movie fan at all, or? Um, I kind of dabbled in it a little. Yeah. You know, I, like I told you, I watched the Enzo horror stuff, you know, this kind of thing. And, um, you know, as you get older, you get out of that. Yeah, you know, some of us. And uh, yeah. you get a license, you know, you know, you get a family and all this good stuff. So you get yeah. jobs and obligations. So you put that in that car. Yeah. So no, I never really had like, abilities or anything. But it wasn't until when my mother passed away, um, 2018, and um, I was in her apartment. You know, you clean it out and you, you're overwhelmed because now you got time to clean out that apartment. You know, yeah. Yeah. and her passing, so it all came down, and I was like, you know, mother, I can't do this shit. You know, I'm tired, you know, I swear. And um, all of a sudden, I felt like a, a hand going right across my head, you know? Mm-hmm. I felt warm, and it was a very common feeling. And then I heard, you'll be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. But I cleaned all that stuff up, and then, uh, you know, forget about, I forgot about that shit, too, you know? And then um, it wasn't really until, like, October of 2018 is when um, this other paranormal team in Western Mass of us set up um, a seminar, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I asked my friend Ben if she wanted to go, you know. So we went down there. The next day, I got the idea in my head again, you know. And this time, it's went a little bit further. And I said to my friend, I said, what do you think about me starting a paranormal thing? 
He looked at him, he shook his head, he's like, what? Yeah, you heard me. I'm going to stop paranormal to And he was behind me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this is the, uh, as you said, the rest of history, you know? But uh, it's very amazing to get an idea, put it on paper, and you have that paper and look at all the merchandise and all that good stuff. And it's awesome when you see people walk around in their shirts, you know? Yeah. You look at them like, that's nice, it's really nice. So do you remember what uh, the first time you ever investigated uh, some a paranormal uh, activity? Do you remember, like the when you guys ventured out? Um I, we had a we had, basically last year the first full year of the paranormal team mm-hmm. uh, to be doing a lot of things. Um I don't know. I know my daughter got tipped me, she's with me too. And actually I do have it live so they can see me. I mean you can't see my daughter, but my daughter tipped me there. So. Hello. Hello. Cool, cool. And she's involved with it as well? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to explain this right now? Do you want me to explain it? Um, like how I got into it? or Yeah. That? Okay, so um, we we like to go around and, uh, and some of the cemeteries, and we like one particularly in town, and we go there every so often, and we do CDP readings, <laughs> and I just kind of tagged along for a while. I didn't believe too much. And then um, one day we would pa- we passed by this one grave, and he had a piece of equipment in his pocket, and it was off in his pocket, and it, he turned on, like, completely out of the blue. And, like, to turn on the... You have to see the device to know if you mm-hmm. have to really hold down the button. Yeah. And um, we, we did a reading there, and... This girl named Lucille, I think it is. She that's her name. She talked to us and um, she kind of like brought me into believing. So that's cool. What was the? <laughs> it, was, it was really like wacky. I um, that's actually I like that story. That's that's very very true. Yeah. Um, when that spirit and it's a spirit box, and the spirit box went on in my pocket, and you know I'm used to. Freaky things happen, so it's like, mm, okay, it's just another day. But the look in my daughter's face was like, probably <laughs> being a skeptic, looking like, and my hands were in my pocket. She and I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> so it, it's funny now because now the Starbucks is in her possession. So every time we go to a hunt or an investigation, she's like a bloodhound. She'll be the first one out there doing her readings. So and I stand back and I watch her. So it's kind of cool. Making daddy proud. Yeah, <laughs> I dig it. Oh, you could say a family tradition. There you go. I like it. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. The um, you know, I think Spider Gate. I don't know if you guys heard about Spider Gate. We've heard of Spider Gate, yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah. You did? Yeah, we did a an episode on different parts of Massachusetts, uh, like a multi episode, a couple like the last couple weeks throughout the pan- pandemic that we're going through. You know. Um, and Western Mass was one of the one of the areas that we talked about, and yeah, I remember the Spider Gates. You guys uh, investigated that. Yep, we did. We did. Um, I'm sure you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. um, in the center of the cemetery, there's like a cluster of trees. Mm-hmm. Well, you were with me on that one. And a cluster of trees inside of the cemetery, and it's like grass, and like everywhere else, kind of like dead and stuff. But it was inside there. Now my my name was called. My last name was called. 
Hmm. And most most of my team besides me, they're all female. I'm the only guy there. And inside of the cluster of trees, it said, Arnold, guys and boys. My friend and my boy's cousin at the time, Ann, she had uh, this red box on, and it was crazy. I had thousand rods on, but it was before she put on the equipment that my name was called. She just looked at me like, like that on? She goes, no, she goes, I haven't put it on yet. So I was kind of like, wow. So that was one. Um, the second one there um, was outside the gates. And then this, you know what I'm talking about, the square cemetery mm-hmm. was to the, um, the right. Right up, walked out, down, up, up. We just like hanging in, bringing you know, shut the stuff down, you know, staying out, closing prayers. And there was a loud, distinct growl that came over that and said, I'm the devil. Shit. So we looked at each other and we said, you know, patch it up. I think it's time to get out of here. You know, because we, we don't want to take a chance. See, there's another thing people don't think about is that when you go out front, they don't think they just want to join us. But you got to think, when something starts happening bad or spirits start getting aggravated, it's time for you to stop and leave. Mm. Because bad things are about to happen. They can yeah. jump in people's bodies, they can possess you. So it's, like you said earlier, it's always about the respect and respect all yeah. times. You know, you do what they say. And I do have the ability that I can, I do hear them tell, telepathically, and I can auto-write. And I can have, uh, I can do channeling too, so. But, um, I was going to show this uh, respect. <laughs> but when I heard that growl, I get out of there quickly. Yeah, how long does it take you to shake? something like uh, like a voice telling you that it's the devil. Like, how long does that stick with you? Like, a week or so? Like, that you're just, like, shook up from that. I mean, I if I heard somebody, say, a voice say, I am the devil, I'd be shook. I'd be, like, shook for a couple weeks, probably, because you're that close to evil that it's uh, crazy. How do, how do you deal with something like that? Um, my spirit has always looked me, and um, she protects me. So um, when something like that happens and you do get frightened and stuff, I know she's with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can hear her when she talks. It's not my voice. It's not her voice. It's just a voice. And, and everyone knows that they're, um, they're mine, you know, you know what sounds like. It's nothing like that. Yeah. So um, when something like that happens, um, I ask her, you know, you know, she says, look, this, uh, can you take, and this is what I ask her, can you take that image away from me? Because they have the power, they can do something. They can get things, they can read things. Yeah. And I asked for that. So, um, that sister, well, I mean, I still remember it, but it's time to go away. You know, that, that, that intense job I heard, that's time to fade away now. So, and I like that. I don't remember that. That was spooky. Um, it took me about a week or so. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Ray. Well, it was a little hard to fall, it was a little hard to fall asleep sometimes. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Um, Ray Booten's very big on, um, I, I heard he'd bring up pr- prayers, and he's very big on saying the prayers before and after just to make sure nothing follows you home. Because I know the follow, being followed home uh, is an issue. Even uh, the, one of the last episodes that we that we had, we talked to somebody, and I believe that they were actually followed home and, you know, having sh- things go on in their house. So you got to be careful with that stuff, you know? Yeah, we have a uh, carry. I carry a uh, prayer of St. Michael. Okay. I carry it with me. So, um, every time I go into it, um, I'll say it, you know, and then one of the other members can say the closing prayer. That's very, that's very important to do, to the prayers. It really is. 
it is very also important to, even though you're going to do those prayers, you need to tell them, look, you know, especially on cemeteries, and I always say, and you guys can when I say, I said, uh, you guys can follow me all the way you want. You can talk to anything you want to do, do whatever you want to do. I said, but when we when it's time to go, you are, and you've got to command them. You are to stay here. And he said, Jesus' name, but, you know, you command those spirits to stay there. You don't want nothing, you don't take anything home. And, and that has happened to general investigators. Taking home little girls, you know, I mean, you know, old people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, they get an attachment. You know, sometimes it's uh, it's a nice attachment. Sometimes it's nasty, nasty attachments. You know, and that's about the Israel. You know, you, you watch the poltergeist and all this stuff, and it's like, oh, that's all holy crap. I'm going to tell you what. We had a, an investigation in town, and um, she said there was um, some funky things going on in the bedroom, you know, scaring the kids. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, you know, and they, they, they heard a growl, you know. And right off, I'm like, all right, here we go. I don't like anything that scares kids. And then that kind of gets me upset. So, yeah, I wanted to do it. So we got in there. So we find the spirit, which is, was an old man. This is a biker guy, like in college and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was... Uh, Basically, he didn't want the kids in his room. So he scared the crap out of the kids. Hmm. So, um, the other spirit inside that house was a little girl. She died, died, I think, I don't know, the poison of, uh, tobaccoons or something. A little girl. So hmm. you had the kids saying they played with their friend, nice, nice, but did something. And they said there's a big old, didn't know what it was. No, but it was a great doc scaring them. So, it was, it was kind of really cool to let the family know that there's yeah. two spirits there. And basically, that old man told me, and I knew him. I, and then he passed me recently, but I knew the guy actually. And that's. It's almost like a little bit better when you know the spirits. And you actually. Cause I didn't even know he lived there. But he told me his name and everything, and I knew his whole family. Hmm. It's um, it's a little bit more better, like an icebreaker, if you do know the spirits. Yeah. Because you can kind of say, hey, look, you know, come on, you're scared of me. Can you knock it up? And um, <clears throat> it was that instance. That's exactly what I told him. I said, okay, Russ. And, and that's his name, Russ. I said, I know you very well. I said, come on. And he was a kind of scary dude. So when they pictured him as a biker, they were kind of right. You know, when it's, um, uh, uh, go bikes and wall that has up and on the bottom left, the point thing, I'll never forget the guy, and tattooed underneath his left as F.U. So okay. that was kind of wild. So I knew what kind of ghost this was. So I'm like, come on, Russ. Leave the kids alone. You're scaring him. And he says, you know what I mean? This is, damn it, this is my room. This is my room. He says, and he, he actually, he um, banged his foot. He says, I don't want those kids in my room. So I'm like, all right. So I said, well, what if we, and this is, this is this. got to kind of make them an offer, you know? Say, okay, look, you know, because actually they want to watch the TV with the parents, you know? So mm-hmm. go in there and do that. But he didn't like that. So I said, Ross, well, right, hang on. I said, we should just come in here to uh, watch TV and stuff. You know, come on, don't be, you know, don't be a jerk, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you gotta watch out how you talk to spirits because they can really come back at you, you know? Yeah. So I was trying to talk to him like he was human, you know? And sometimes they respect that. I and I said, right, how about this? And I said, yeah, how about this? this is my last thing, Russ. I says, um, what if the, the husband leaves you a beer on the car while the kids watch the TV? Is that the kind of call? He said, you know what, Ray? He said, I would like that. And if he can do that, not every day, but if he can do that, I'll leave the kids alone. He did it and they do him walking around, but the kids are not afraid of him as they used to be. So. Do they have to leave it out frequently? Or is it just like a one-time deal? No, I mean, you know, they want to leave. And then, like I told the guy, he, he does 
you know? Yeah. So I said, you know, so I done half of it. I put on the counter and said, hey, you know what, Russ? This is for you, you know, buddy. There's a couple of beers, I don't know, take that one, give him another one. You know, and it's, you know, hey, what's up? You know, this is your house, you know? And that's the way I like it. It's like, this is your house, you know? So, I told him, I don't do that every day to the guy, but I mean, you know, once in a while, show him that um, it's cool. I'm not saying that that stuff will work all the time. But yeah. For that family, it did, it did work. Yeah, it's not like you have to go to the liquor store once a week to get a get a 12-pack for him, you know what I mean? You, you just kind of leave it out there. We've talked to people before where they've they've brought up the fact that they leave candy when they go into, like, the uh, gr- you know, the graveyards and stuff. They leave candy on tombstones and such, and they think that that, you know, that the spirits appreciate that. And obviously they can't eat them or they can't drink a beer, but it's like the, 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 the respect and the... the uh, you know, just the thought, you know what I mean, of giving the gift to them that they appreciate. Yep. Yeah. Did, uh, do you know how Russ passed away? Was it a violent death or was it just kind of a, you know, um, why you, do you know why he stuck around? <laughs> stuck around? We actually, we asked him because we asked him how he passed away. Mm-hmm. And he was a heavy smoker. Oh, okay. So he was given at the time by medium and I actually... You know, I owe me, but I have a, my wife's husband, she's a medium too. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one of the things that we do have on the team. Because um, actually, they can go through them. And so when he, he showed her how he passed, she was doing a lot of heavy breathing. You know, like having a hard time to breathe, COPD, because he was a heavy smoker. And then she kept grabbing to the chest there where I was getting tightened and stuff. And that's how he passed. Mm. So, COPD. Yeah, every paranormal... As I say, every paranormal team, you know, they have their mediums. Some of them have psychics. It's like there's a, a, a roster of uh, of different people that all play their part. Now, where'd you come? Where'd you come across all these all these different uh, people? Was it just with, through paranormal community type thing, or is it? Or did you go searching for them? Um, it was through um, a paranormal thing, actually. Yeah. Um, we actually have a few that find us. Um, yeah, they, it's pretty cool. Do you feel everybody... Yeah. Do you, do you feel that everybody on a paranormal team should be religious or spiritual, um, if they have to, you know, in a situation with, like, the devil where... I assume that the best uh, protection you could have against an evil thing like that would be, you know, bringing up Jesus' name or scripture from the Bible. But it goes into the whole almost, you know, like, not to go into vampires because it's kind of, you know, people hear vampires and they go, you think it brings you right to the movies. But, like, when it, in, with vampires in the cross, putting up the cross to them, you have to believe in the cross <laughs> in order for it to work. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, it's very, like a, um, so it's very. I don't know if I touched about him, but that same house that we went to with Russ in it. Yeah. The husband there, and uh, my medium, that's actually, I, I guess I talked to my medium at that time, she went to a prayer. So I was doing open prayer. And um, I don't know, the uh, lady's husband, he started like, fidgeting, you know, like, it's so limited, you know? He yeah. said, go for a pair, he said, you know, move it back and forth. 
I'm just looking at that. I'm like, okay, well, we need to put that shit away, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know? But, she said, I can't take it. He said, I can't take it. I gotta go. I gotta go. And he lost. I'm like, alright, well, whatever. So we did that. Well, that was the same house that I'm talking about, Russell. Mm. And, um, my friends at the time, she had holy water. And she was in the girl. I guess she wanted to protect the, the baby that was in the other room. Yeah. So she's doing her holy water stuff, you know? Busting the room. And, um, not only, and that's why I say that staging and blood housing, it has to be done correctly. If it's not done correctly, you're going to get in big trouble. Mm. Um, she started throwing holy water, and I heard the spirit in the next room, stop, stop, probably, stop that. I said, stop that. She, you know, he was swearing, you know? Mm. And he was kind of like, almost, I won't say a demon, but maybe, they're kind of like a demon, you know? Yeah. He didn't like that holy stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, it wasn't the guy's attachment. He was not the guy's attachment, but he mm-hmm. surely did help the situation with this guy. Um, she had a curse put on him, someone in Puerto Rico, that in a family feud, he got the curse. So now every time he's around uh, holy stuff, his skin starts burning. When he walked inside the house, he's, he's like, what's that smell? And I didn't think holy water has smell. But he said, mm-hmm. you guys use holy water because my nose is burning. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the... And he sat down, and again, my man was talking about some religion. He just started getting sick. She had to go outside, and this time he's on the porch. The guy was smoking, sitting almost watching him. He's kind of like a daze, you know? It's kind of like, whoa. And then he came back later, and he, he says to my medium, something might be wrong with me. And she sensed that he had an attachment to him. And I literally seen how he reacted to the holy stuff. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, you see this stuff on TV, you know, and yeah. the exorcism and all, you see all that on TV, that's Hollywood. You know, this was like two miles away from me. That's true, you know. To keep with on the religious and the skeptical thing there, <clears throat> one thing I've always kind of ran across when I came and talked to religious people about paranormal and ghosts, the reason why they don't like kind of admitting to it or believing in it is because uh, the whole heaven and hell thing, when you die, they can't really comprehend the in-between of it, you know what I mean? They say, well, either you, you go here or there, there is no such thing as li- lingering around. You know what I mean? What's your right. what's your thoughts on that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, Channel Eric, she's on YouTube, but he um, spared that channel to somebody, and this is one of the questions that has been asked him mm-hmm. about heaven and hell, and... Uh, and even I've asked my guys, Angel, um, is there a hell? Is there a heaven? And I've gotten the same exact question about hell. Mm-hmm. And you guys can research this. Um, hell doesn't exist. No such thing as hell. Hmm. Not at all. Hell, hell is a man-made um, concept that they say. And it's true. It's a man-made concept because if they can think of a scary, evil place to get somebody to do something, right. then we can start throwing the word hell. And they'll start doing it because if you don't do good, this is where you're going to go. Even the spirit says this. There's no such thing as hell, right? Hell is what you make it. If you think it's fire and brimstone, okay, well, it's going to be fire and brimstone. You know, that's what it's going to be. If you, and then, then I ask, um, well, is, some people say, well, earth is hell. And she rushed and she said, it could be. It could be. It's whatever you conceive hell is. So she goes, there's not a physical place of fire and brimstone, except for, you know, say magma, but that's about it. But there's mm-hmm. no person where I read you a double support. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the I feel Earth is purgatory, and I feel Hell is more like a mind state where when you die and you're kind of left to think about your life, I feel like Hell would be knowing that you didn't make the right decisions in life and maybe you were someone who treated people badly. I feel like you're left in the darkness with yourself and your conscience to really think about the bad things that you did, and I think that torment is <clears throat> kind of hell. Um, Ray, Ray, what, Ray Booten, what's your take on that whole thing of, of um, the, the in between and how the religious folk kind of, that that's their the real the, the real hang up that I've encountered with people of religion is that whole well there can't be a medium because there can't be a middle ground because it's either it's black or white it's heaven or hell and there's no other option. What's your what's your opinion on that? I don't think we've ever talked about that before. Well, um, a couple of things that come to mind uh, is, uh, well, actually, one was funny. It was a depiction of a hell in a show. A guy wakes up in a hospital, and during the whole episode of this show, which will remain nameless, yeah. um, he goes through a lot of different things, and what he does, at the end, he does something that's not good. Yeah. And he dies. And the next scene you see is all fire and there's, looks like this big stone wall with, uh, looks like the outside of a prison, but it's all kind of reddish and burning and there are bars on the wall. And then you, the camera goes in and just as it's going in to look in a cell, it goes and you see the guy waking up in the same situation he was at the beginning. He's reliving that uh, segment of a lot of his life where he did evil eternally just reliving it over and over again i thought you were gonna, uh, i thought you were going to say the doctor came in and gave him the bill and that was hell <laughs> no no but that that would be but the other thing is if you go and you look at uh different um religions yeah. um if you go out to like nepal and tibet and if you take a look at the uh, tibetan book of the dead the bartok toto um, when you die, there's a 49 day period. Mm. And what happens is you see different things. And, and that includes demons. And when you see these things, you also see your life. And if you attach, if you identify with your life on the earth, your hell by turning your back, because you also see the pure light, by turning your back on it and attaching the earth, your hell is to be reborn until you give up all the earthly things and your uh, evil ways. Interesting. So re reincarnation is karma. It's hell hmm. because you have the option of moving on. If you go into many ancient cultures, including the older uh, view in Judaism, there is a gap between um, death and moving on to another world. And at one point, that was very vague. I believe it was called Shoal. And it wasn't like we have our heaven and the hell. But during that period of time, during that gap, which is typically three days, a soul can choose to come back or not. So that would might explain, I mean, we put three days on it, that might lend some credence to the fact that a soul might be hanging around deciding what to do, mm. hanging around to this, uh, onto this life before it moves on. Yeah. Uh, moving on would be... Well, some people might call it salvation. Others might call it enlightenment, realizing that we return to the source. Mm. 
uh, turn to God. Um, but yeah, I think myself, um, if you're looking at hell, I think it was in the 90s, uh, there was a Vatican study group that actually came out and it was sanctioned by the Pope saying there was no hell. Hmm. Uh, I believe that it works very well as a control so that uh, you can get people to do what you want. And the way it's portrayed is everything that people hate. And let's face it, uh, burning fire is painful. That's a good way to scare people. And also, if you tie into the images of hell, if you tie into older cultures where you had volcanoes and burning and lava and death, and it's all horrible, well, why not make hell look like that? Yeah, I mean, a, a good way to look at it is all these, all the, all the big religious people in the Vatican. They they probably wouldn't be doing some of the um, wild things that they do if there was a hell. You know what I mean? But uh, in the Bible, yeah. isn't there like three different hells or something like that? Or like, it's not like one place. It's like three different, three different um, levels or something like that. Oh, there's more than three. Uh, Dante's Inferno depicts them, and there's multiple layers, and you go farther and farther down, and it's related to your sins, how you suffer. Okay. Um, if it was a sin of lust or sexual na nature, it has to do with your genitals being tortured. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shit. And it had uh, one of them has to do with, uh, I mean, if you're a liar, something like feces in the mouth. I mean, there's all this vivid... Weird. There's a committed stuff that's uh, meant to get you to fall in line as far as staying away from those uh, seven deadly sins. Damn. Ray Arnold, you were going to say something? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... That's what they said, you know, that's what they said. So, so, the human concept, you know, is a great way, and it is a great way of getting people to do something that, you know, that... She points to the church, you know, she does she does she points to the churches and yeah. she's giving me uh we were here back well like, no, it's you know there is no hell. So hell's hell's more of like a fear factor game show than a than yeah, an actual like thing. A, <laughs> uh, yeah, you could say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She goes she's shaking her head and sometimes I see her do that in my mind. Yeah. And she's shaking her head and she's wearing this white white dress she's wearing. She's shaking her head, she puts her hand on her forehead, she's shaking her head, and, you know, like humans. And there is no hell she's saying. She doesn't reason that. I, I mean, have to believe her. I mean, yeah. hopefully when I pass on, there isn't any. But, I agree, and I... You, know, I, you get to a lot of, you get, you get to a lot of, uh, try, when the come and talk to you, and you get to the ability, you gotta trust a lot what they say. Yeah. I mean, they do it to joke with you, but I mean, you gotta trust what they say. They're there, you know? So, mm -hmm. we'll see. I've heard that no hell thing before, and I mean, it's it does make sense that they would say that just to keep people in line because the world's crazy enough. Imagine if there was, imagine if the people didn't think that there was some type of you know uh, uh, trial trial uh, when you die that you had to answer for these things. It would be complete chaos. You know what I mean? So we'll go get get getting back into the investigation. Um, side of things do you um do you recall like uh a certain investigation that was like had you the most 
Like, when you went into your first investigation, we'll start right there, back there. I mean, did you go in completely confident, or did you have a little a little doubt in yourself being green to it? Or, you know, it's one of those things I know that you have to kind of put, a, put your game face on, and you can't really come off like, like a novice, or even when you are, you know what I mean? Um, do you remember uh, the approach you had when you first went into uh, your first investigation? Um... Actually, all my investigations are the same. Yeah. I approach my heart, I act to them. very natural. I used to be on, you know, being a firefighter, so I'm natural, by, I'm serious by nature anyway. So when I approach to any haunted location or wherever we go, I'm very, you know, serious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of a paranormal investigating job is, is to debunk things. Yeah. And it is our job. Our job is to get in there. Oh, you know, well, um, uh, my shades go up and down and blah, blah, blah. If you're on a train track, it's going to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So you you got to, um, you know, you really got to investigate all this stuff. And, you know, you have a really scared... Oh, some of the investigations, some of them that we did go to, I mean, I'm not going to lie, we're not made of steel here. Yeah. Um, some of them can spook you. Yeah. You know, I go to cemetery, that's, Massachusetts haunted location. They told you about that. That's one of the locations on this trip. Mm-hmm. It goes from your area all the way out to the west, you know, back to you guys. Um, this is a haunted cemetery that we went to. And um, this one, you know, I would say I could skate crap was, but I mean, it's like, whoa. Um, if you've ever been there, it's, it's a decent sized cemetery. With the left side is like, kind of like flat stones, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a mausoleum, like in the middle and stuff. But it was actually, actually, I meant right. If you go to the left side, it's all woods. Mm-hmm. And it was told that certain parts of like dusk or whatever, you go there and you'll hear an old man or an old man calling for a little girl. So that was that's actually recorded. That's actually listed in this site. So we went there last year. We went there a few times last year. And um, so we got there. And one side's kind of like, okay. You know, it's all kind of goes because it's about around the cemetery. It's all pine trees. Big old pine trees. So that's what I call that. So we go to a pine tree line, and we just, we have our SB7 out, you know, all the stuff, doing investigations. And, uh, sure enough, that, if you look over where the tree is at, if you look down the next tree, you like a river down there. Mm-hmm. So, they go, oh, we heard, oh, a guy, like, hey, you, come here. And, uh, to me, it's always usual thing. So I looked at her, I'm like, what? Did they come over the SB7? So it sounded like someone was walking, you know, down in the woods. So we look over, and he said it again about a building. We're looking around, we're looking around, we can't see anything. There's not, because now there's, you know, you have know, sticks on the ground, you can hear things breaking. Mm. There's nothing. I looked at Chesney, and I'm like, whoa, wow. So that, that, and I said, debunking, well, that, that's true. That is, we have to confirm that one. You know, there's another one uh, following, tipping around with um, the spare box. You know, so yeah, that one there, I um, I walked away like, well, you know, and then when you come back from stuff like this, you know, it gets on your mind. They follow me home. I hope not. Right. You know, that gets on your mind a little bit. The... I do want to say, mm-hmm. Hollywood doesn't do this in this show, but you don't go into a, a paranormal investigation and involve. Then you're asking about well, five seconds, you're going to see orbs. That just doesn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. Um, you know, it could take 
an hour, two hours, you know. It's not like half an hour, we're done. The tears are moving, windows are smashing, and uh, we get to get so It doesn't happen that way. No, no, we spend hours and hours, it's not like days on EVPs to review those, and then we get to put them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another, that's another thumb, you, know, you know about the editing stuff. Yeah. So, it takes a while to get about an hour or something, you really got to go through it. You know, and even if I think I heard something, you know, I got to let my team know and uh, hear what I heard. You know, and see if they can debunk it. You know, it's what they think. So there's a lot of communications and, you know, we don't always, you know, get along, you know, always. I mean, I wouldn't say fight. We have our disagreements on some things, mm-hmm. you know, that um, I might say, oh my God, no, that, that's definitely something. And then I got my teammates saying, yeah, no, nope, that's a least. You know, and we have one of those kind of skeptics, but she's like, she gets all of us level, level-headed. Because so, when you go to the investigation, you get very excited at times. Mm. Your blood's pumping and you're ready to go. So. Did you guys ever find out why there was a, a, a an older couple um, calling out to a little girl? Like, do you know the story behind that at all? No, I never investigated that. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll be going back again there this year again. So I want to try to, because I've heard some new people on the team. So I kind of want to hit the old place like last year so you guys can see the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so when we do that a second time, that's going to be one of my questions if we can try to find more history about that, uh, the area of that place. You know, maybe there's a house town there. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Most of the time when we go to them, we actually already do our uh, the research. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a girl on my team named Nikki. She's very good at researching everything. Yeah. I mean, I can come up with an idea and say, like, uh, she went to the Milford Brown House. And that's all I said to her. She was thinking, you know, what if we go to the Milford Brown House? And these guys are like, oh, cool. And they've heard of it, you know. Um, yeah. The next time we meet, Nikki had almost a notebook full of the history of this place. So it was kind of cool. You know, I knew what it was built and all that stuff. And it's the only uh, Irish roundhouse built by the Irish immigrants uh, in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you've seen that picture my, on my uh, website, on my webpage. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think. Uh, now, do you do you when you hear a spirit, do you take it for face value of whatever it sounds like, or do, I, do you believe in trickery where maybe an evil entity or negative entity might disguise itself as a little girl or maybe like an older couple because though that's more uh, le- or, or rather less of a of a of a um, problem, you know what I mean? Like if it's a deal with like less of a, a like a worry, worrisome figure type deal. Like it, a, a, you know, it's it's definitely not somebody saying I am the devil. You know what I mean? Or the a, a kid yeah. saying something. You know, what's your what's your take on the trickery of of, of uh, the paranormal kind of tricking people into thinking it is what it isn't? Yeah, I, well, I, you know, I, I kind of. I mean, you, you, it's a very serious thing, but. It's kind of funny because these guys, you say trickery, these guys are jokes to These guys love to show. Yeah. They do. They just love to do that crap. Um, I channel, well, I didn't want to say the word channel because it really pisses them off. Um, but when I first got into it, I was, and I didn't realize I was. They mm-hmm. don't like it. Yeah. Um, I, those are the questions I were asking. Like, how do I know you're this person? I'm not going to mention that name. She told me not to. How do I know it's this person and it's not um, a demon? You know, mm-hmm. how do I know, or how do I really know, and they're like, why are you challenging us? Uh-huh. We don't have to prove anything, you know? I'm right. like, no, I mean, seriously, how do I know 
you're not a demon, you're not... So they showed me on um, certain things why they were a demon. Mm-hmm. And I've met a few demons, too. Um, so, you know, they told me things that, you know, we were demons, right? You wouldn't have this here. You wouldn't have this here. We would knock that crap right off the wall. We don't like that. Mm-hmm. And so then I asked them, I said, well, does it burn you guys or, or like, holy water? And it does. It really affects them. They're, 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 what they're using as eyes, it burns them. So what she told me is, I'm not a demon because if I did, you wouldn't have any holy stuff in your house. I'd smash it all. Ooh. Yeah. So they, so, so that's how I was trying to decipher what it was, you know. But yeah, I mean, I always thought that, yeah, okay, whatever. This is no way to this person. And when I first started doing this, and all this, I thought I was crazy. I really did. I'm like, no way, <laughs> this is happening. And you, you get the voices, and especially she's very good at my checking account. Mm-hmm. And my laptop's down, and she'll tell me what's in my checking account. I'm like, that BS, there's no, 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 no. I was really like, there's no freaking way she didn't know this, right? And I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking that I was talking to her. I'm like, there's no way. So she goes, I'm telling you, right, it's this. She goes, go check. Well, look it up. Put it in. Believe me or not, she's about two, three dollars off of what she told me. Mm. And I'm like, wow. And she's done this about ten times there. So, and then she'll walk and she'll her head and she'll say, now do you believe I'm here? You know, so when you when you when you said you've like kind of talked with demons before, um, did, was it just like uh, you know like if you talk to it, I feel like they would almost be difficult. Where was it like an actual like back and forth conversation, or was it just you talking to them and them being you know difficult with you? It depends what kind of mood they're in. Yeah, <laughs> um, it could be friendly I, though. I've only talked to a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, um, some of them, they, they're very, um, anxious. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they get that, it's almost like you're drinking like, uh, 25 monsters. They're very, you know, and they're like, their voice is deep, like almost like a growl to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really like, you have a sensation of getting the hell out of them. Your, 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 um, anxiety is so high. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, you know? Um, others, um, they'll give you short answers. They may allow you to talk. I'm just like, we're done. Some of them are very angry. I mean, you know, I mean, most of them are. They're there to, to, um, to, uh, to, to do out their time. You know, most of them do out their time. Because maybe they might go back to bed, maybe they won't. It's kind of a, show me, um, you know those justice scales? They mm-hmm. go back and forth, up and down. Yeah. Let's just show me. So, if some of them achieve, you know, a good level, then they can rise. Now, we got, there's there's stories of, like, uh, negative energy demons portraying themselves as, you know, an innocent, like a child or an an adult or maybe even, like, a a spirit that's less restless. Have you either, this is for both rays, have either of you heard of stories or believe it that maybe a, a, a good spirit or a positive spirit would fake to be something darker, maybe for an, an more, to try and do, you know, dwell up fear or, but then again, why would, why would a positive energy want, want fear? But like, isn't it, the, the attention is kind of what they're all, all of them are looking for kind of attention in a way. Right. Well, 
what I, I think is when we have the fear, and if you're talking about a good entity or a good spirit, mm-hmm. the, the fear is ours because we misunderstand the message or how they're presenting. So we become afraid. Yeah. Uh, they, they may not be wanting to uh, actually intimidate us, but they're being a spirit and our idea of ghosts or demons and spirits and entities, uh, when something presents, we're afraid and we stop making assumptions. We have to give them the chance. We have to communicate better with them to find out exactly uh, who they are and where they're coming from. Yeah. How about you, Ray Arnold? Hmm. Same thing? Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it'd be interesting. I mean, I almost feel like I don't exactly know why, but I feel like uh, like a more of a positive. I could see like a, you know to 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 seem more maybe threatening if it wanted to or something would kind of t- try and take on the appearance or the vibe of a darker darker they, energy. They can, they can actually do that. Actually, she's done that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but here's the thing with her: um, I am not allowed to watch any of these paranormal shows. Yeah. Not at all. Not on TV. Not at all. She said to me, look, she goes, you want to be this Ghostbuster? And she gave her finger quotations. She goes, I'm going to teach you my way. My way only. You are not allowed to watch any of that crap on TV. And she says, Hollywood shit, you know. Yeah. And she goes, I will teach you my way. I'm going to teach you my way. So, by her teachings, you know, you've got different levels. And she goes, she goes you've got a long ways to go, right? You really do. But she's teaching me. And she starts off. And, she, and some of these, she calls them, um, uh, sections of her book that she's teaching, and she is a master, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that they do not scare you. I mean, this is something they got to do. They have to introduce you. Um, like she did, she did it twice, the demon crawl. And it was based, and I couldn't, obviously, I've only seen her once. The apparition, actually, three times I've seen it in this house. But when she did the demon crawl towards me, that was scary. It the, was really scary. The demon um, crawl? Was, no. No, I'm going to try to explain that to you. Yeah. Um, it's like, um, picture like a grizzly running towards you and then all of a sudden stops. Mm. And you can't see anything. It's the pounder of the paws that are on the floor that really spooked me. And mm. she goes, you know, I got to see who your, your fair level is. You know? And she did that twice and I said, don't do that again. That's really, that's creepy. It really is. So it, ru- it runs at you and then disappears? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. You don't see anything. You just feel the the, the pounding on the floor, and you it's like wow. Yeah, it's like a short burst. You know, it, it happened twice, and I told not to do it again because it really didn't scare me. Yeah, it no, I would scare yeah. me. Yeah, I started full board, and all of a sudden it stops my feet again. In the... no, I don't like that one. I mean, she does. She I mean, they do. They do stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, like we have a hallway that separates the bedrooms. Um, when she wants my attention, if I got my earbuds on, uh, she's small feet. But she'll put a pad, put a up and down the hallway until it's like I take my earbuds down. And I'm like, what? You know. Mm. But I, I have the ability to speak to her a pendulum, my dowling chat, so that gives her a voice to talk to me. Mm. That was pretty cool. We came up with that last year. I had a I had a pendulum, and I'm basically yes or no kind of thing, you know, a circle BS, X or no. And my daughter looked up pen, uh, the thousand chats, so she printed me one out, and then I put the pendulum to it, and it just started. She just started talking. 
don't know if you've ever seen one of those. No, not an action. Okay, but have you seen a thousand shot? I've seen them, like, yeah, I've seen seen them, I just haven't, you know, seen them in action. Yeah, so you know how they're, you know how they're, uh, they made, so when she said spelling out things, it's like, wow. So, that'd be for the boys to talk. So, do you have things, do you have spirits in your house? Yes. Okay. Do you think they were brought? uh, He told me there was seven. Seven? Yeah. Do you think that they came back with you from an investigation, or they're there for their on their own merit? Like things happen, they'd pass no, in that house. They're here on their own merit. Okay. They can leave anytime they. You know, they want to be here because of me. Okay. I, I, actually, I know most. Of them. You know, so they're here. And, you know, nothing, nothing's binding in there. You know. So. Yeah. And I told them, I said, "You guys can leave anytime." And they're like, "No, we're, we're cool. We, we just want to show." We just want to chill, man. Yeah, so we I mean, even, I, you know, when I first started doing this, you know, yeah. I was scared. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I was scared to try to talk to you. Because yeah. I always thought I was Catholic. I always went to school, you know, when I was Catholic school. That, um, you know, it was Jesus Christ, Mary, and all, and that's it. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, you, you go believe in God and the teachings and all this stuff. But then all of a sudden, here we are, you know, um... They're talking to me, and I'm like, getting on my knees, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you're an angel. i got to get on my knees and pray to you. And they shake their heads like, no, you don't have to do that. And they said, you know, you're, we're not going to say it's wrong, but the Catholic religion, when you're a kid, they kind of brainwashed you guys, you know? Mm. And that's really not um, how it is up here, you know? So I did a nod and kind of and she kind of, like, looked at me. But um, she says, right, she goes, we're not on puppy clouds dropping, you know, playing the hop. We're not doing that, you know. Because they, they let you weave in a certain way, you know, if you're a Catholic. So she, uh, she, she debunked something. There's a lot of things she can't tell. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that the whole spirit and the, the paranormal, the, you know, it, to go back to the thing that we were kind of trained through church and such, just growing up, I think they all they also push that. That's, uh, that's where the concept of hell came from. You bring it up, yeah. You know, she's speaking in tongue like the teacher. You're gonna go to hell, or your tongue's gonna turn blue, or black if you're lying. And I you know, asked them about this many times, and like that's not true. It's just something. She's like, right, your father, which is usually get church to do something. She goes, it's almost the same way with religion and us. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah, I think that people automatically think that when they see something, they they automatically think that it's there for a negative reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is your is your daughter your daughter's in the room? Is she still around? Yeah, she's on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. How you doing over there? I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you recall any investigations that you got you were really creeped out by? You know, in the beginning, like, how, how old are you? If I may ask a woman. Huh? Teenager? Yeah, I'm 18. 18? When did you start um, getting into this stuff? Recently, or? Um, maybe a couple years ago, I would say, that I really got into it. Because before that, I kind of, I didn't believe too much. It what um, really, yeah. What really, 
What really sparked your interest in it? Was it just seeing your dad doing it and getting heavier into it? Or did you have, like, did something happen that made you go, oh, okay, well, this is real and I want to investigate stuff like this? Um, yeah, I would say the thing that happened with the spirit box just randomly turning on. And um, I also channeled with the pendulum for a little while. Okay. And that strengthened my belief as well. Um I like to use um, carry cards as well. That's something you should get into as well. The local cards from the Nibok. You know. So, what are you going to do? Do you want to buy a fire alarm? Yeah. Well, I don't mind that on my team, so I better piss off the team. So, yeah, I haven't had really a chance to talk to her about the cards a lot. Yeah, I think they're really interesting. I think they really they do a good job at reflecting how I'm feeling in the moment like they do a good job at channeling whatever energy they need to yeah um but yeah um any investigations that really like sparked my belief i would say would be um that that the children's cemetery oh, oh yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was yeah i, I think i don't know if you've heard about that it's a, it's a cemetery's name it's in what's the massachusetts um now it's a very large um, uh, children's area Mm-hmm. Where um, we all passed um, up that polio, whatever it was, or back in the 30s. Yeah. Uh, you guys have a little sad off in the area. But um, we were, that was actually my first time getting that really uh, like emotional and sick. That's a further, because usually this happens to my mediums, not me. Mm-hmm. So I was in there and uh, they were taking pictures and we were doing, you know, our EVP sessions, all that stuff. And then um, suddenly I started getting nauseous, real nauseous. Like, I from the group, and, uh, you know, and I was fine. Mm-hmm. And then all, I had uh, emotions very high. I had tears coming down my eyes and everything. Like, What's going on, you know? So I said to my wife, uh, I said, I got to get out of here. You know, I just do. So, and he had a deep sadness, you know? Mm. So as I get out of that area and I walk onto the pavement, it was gone. I was fine. And that was actually almost the first time I, I got a gut attack. For those of the children, it was, it was very sad. Like that. I, I just can't be here. But when I left that area, I, I was fine. Uh, some people in my group that's been to that area have felt stuff. Uh, my first person, now Carissa, that Cemetery, or on the side of it, I seen her in the distance doing her um, EVP that she was taking pictures and doing something. And she was standing still. And um, I pay attention to my medium, so when I see something like that, it's like, okay, she's on something. You know, yeah. and I still observe from a distance. Then I got close. I'm like, Carissa, something? Shook head, yes. And she was getting sick, nauseous, very cold. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if you've experienced a uh, cold vortex. Mm-hmm. That's something. But yeah, there's some evil spirits behind that uh, cemetery. We were told by the other medium that, uh, yes, evil spirits were behind that cemetery. They were there to catch the kids by the ankles. So it prevents them from going to heaven. So it's kind of like, wow. Really? Yeah, that's that, kind of wild. That's creepy. Yep. Catch the kids. Whenever there's a, you know, the ch- I could definitely see the children's cemetery being super creepy and sad, of course, because, you know, it's young life that never got to be, so to speak. So, like, yeah. Um, you think, what do you think's more of a, uh, more stronger of an energy, like a positive energy or a negative energy in, in a spiritual realm? Um, I think it's, 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 I think it's,
no, negative, negative, definitely. You know, it's very, very bad. Yeah. I mean, the positive stretch and the, and the energies, they use a lot of positive things. I mean, yeah, I mean, they could, I mean, they have it and they do. They can play with windows and they can do this and that. But the positive entities or ghosts or spirits, whatever you might want to call them, they're not here to hurt us, mm-hmm. you know. So they wouldn't do uh, smashing stuff. You know, you start getting negative energy, and this thing is really powerful. You can flip TVs over and throw chairs, mm. um, anything it wants to do. You know, it'll throw you, you know. Um, there was a case, um, I, like I mentioned, uh, Paulino. Uh, there was a case um, in Connecticut that they went to. I don't know if it was often in Connecticut or something like that, you know. Um, there was an evil, a real true evil in that house. And um, Paul said, well, they had a street walked off, you know. And uh, I took a couple of fireplaces and go, please, we went in. And he says, as we went to the front door, she, and it was like a 19, I don't know if you remember the 1970 refrigerators. They're mm-hmm. like rounded, they're big and heavy, you know. Yeah. Um, he says, the, uh, the refrigerator was put off, off, of, off the floor about a foot, and it went right back down. The cops and fireplaces looked at each other, and me, he said, and one cop took off. They couldn't get him out of that house yeah. at all. <laughs> Well, but the people thought because they knew about the house. They thought everyone was going to be flying out the windows because they they all they all knew about the house. So, so evil does exist. Oh yeah, for sure. Now in the uh, back, going back to that children's cemetery, you said the, the medium on your team said that there was a energy there that was grabbing the the, the children's souls by the ankles before they could go to heaven. Yeah. Did you get? Yeah, did, she did she did she have any idea like why? Or where that dark energy came from, that that w- why it would want to do that. I mean, it obviously want to do it to kind of probably. You but do you believe in uh, ener- energies absorbing other energies to get stronger? Like a negative energy eating up this good energy of these children to become stronger. Do you believe in that? I don't know if I believe in, in that aspect, but I mean, even good energy. They need to suck the energy out of you so they can stay yeah, longer. Very you know, true, and they yeah. do. And that's why, you know, not just people. Um, so, yeah, and to answer that question, I do believe that. I do believe maybe the negatives can suck the positives, energies, and all that stuff. You know, I believe that. But it's like I recorded, like I said, it was, when we were in Connecticut, I think Connecticut, Rhode Island was, mm-hmm. um, we were supposed to And so I, my daughter was looking for something. I forget what was I take her on. We went to a, a haunted woods in Connecticut, Rhode Island, where I was. And um, over there, there were like one dagos, mm. you know, like half, half, half cat, half man, or whatever. Yeah. So we had all those um, cold vortexes that I never, I never experienced one until I actually been in one. I had a thousand rods that day. And it was a fairly nice day. Yeah. And everything around me was fine. It was my fingertips that was frozen. And then my toes got cold. Huh. And it felt like I walked into a deep myself. You know? And it's like, yeah. wow. And that happens twice. Yeah. Jeez. Now you, uh... And there's no... There's nobody there, and I just want to tell you this, but there's nobody yeah. there besides us, me and my team. So we went down on the trail, and we turned around, we came back. I think we walked probably about a half mile down that trail. Mm-hmm. And we turned around and came back. There's a, and I got a picture of this. It's on my, uh, my Facebook page. There's a twigs and a perfect X to mark that trail. Yeah. There's no one there. So we looked at each other and I took a picture of it. 
I'm like, no one's going to believe us. Yeah, it happens. Jeez. That's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, uh, well, not crazy, but it's so interesting. All this stuff's so interesting. Um, I know you guys brought up tarot cards <clears throat> earlier. What's your take on Ouija boards? Ouija <laughs> boards. <laughs> Uh, I personally, I do not like Ouija boards. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, my spirit, my spirit guides, uh, they don't even. I can't even think of the word Ouija without them trying to hit me in the back of the head. It's not on this house. Um, no, I, I just don't like them. I get that a lot. I hear that a lot. It's the opening, opening of a door that you don't know what's coming through. Is that the part that you don't like about it, or? It's. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a portal to hell. Right. But it's a portal or something. Because we are stamps that hell doesn't exist. But there's a realm out there, and I believe it's a portal to that realm. That's all evil. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's totally evil, but uh, I can say 90% of it ain't going to be good coming out of that thing. One of my friends down in Florida, I used to be affiliated with them as a, ma- uh, a, ma- a mediator for them, and they used to go hunting down in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they got themselves uh, across a, a Ouija board that they it shuts from the house, you know, the, the homeowners didn't want it, just get it out of the house, you know? Yeah. So, they had, this is a true story, they had a bonfire, and they threw the Ouija board in the bonfire. The thing never caught fire, it wouldn't burn. They were throwing lighter food on, they were throwing gas, the thing wouldn't burn. It would scorch a little bit, but it wouldn't burn. It took them a while, I mean, it took them probably about over half an hour to get that thing to burn to a crisp. Yeah. And then uh, as they were doing it, as they were doing it, some of them, Ray Booten can attest to this because I've told this story on the show before, but my, the first time I ever heard of a Ouija board in my life was my uncle telling me a story when he was a younger guy in his early 20s. Him and his girlfriend got a Ouija board and they were asking it questions and it started to answer things that were creeping them out. So they put it. They put it in the fireplace, and they said that it wouldn't burn, and that it made like a weird hissing sound. So yeah, it's the same thing you just said. That's 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 that gave me goosebumps. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. But um, what's your take on the fact that they sell Ouija boards in the children's section in stores? Is that crazy? <laughs> what is this? What is this? Hey, We're living in. Um, it's funny, I laugh because I was one of those kids that bought one of those when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. My mother asked me, um, I didn't say Ouija, but I said, what is Alja? I went to Alja, that's what I want. No, I want Alja. And my mother, my mother bought it for me, you know? And, yeah. um, I, I, I was 13, I did not say Ouija anymore. But anyway, I took it with me to, uh, the Atena. This is where I always, my, my, my paranormal thing, mm-hmm. is that they seen, uh, the Ouija board, and you guys were like, Oh, okay, it's a Ouija board. So what's the big deal? They grabbed it and they, they sat knee to knee. They put the Ouija board, uh, a planchette, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, they didn't even move. I'm like, so what's so freaking good about this game? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had it and I put it away for this and that. Um, that was a lot of years later that I took it out again. And, uh, this time I was at the fire department and me and my friend had a few beers, you know? And we asked it if, if there'd be a fire that night. And the thing starts moving. He gave us an address. He gave us the time. Then we got curious. Okay, so give me a time. He gave us the time. So um, that night, um, nothing happened. 
Nothing happened at Safeway about three years later. And then on a certain day, um, a school at that address put on fire. And it was just about that time. And I think the time was like 111, something like that, 13, whatever it was. But it was in the afternoon. It was about 128. It was when that first call came in. But I looked at my friend, and he was selling five of them at the time. And I'm like looking at him, and I thought of this, you know? And, mm. he, just, and so he was a, he was a skeptic the way that. He's like, nah. You know, and he <laughs> walked away. So, and my back my head, I said, yeah. You see, this is what people don't understand is that spirits, they have no time. There's no such thing as time in their, in their world. Yeah. So there's no, there's no down, there's no sideways. There's no time. Time is infinity. So when we got that, I didn't know then because I didn't believe in it. But as I got explained to my spirit guide one time, and there was, you know, galaxies and um, dimensions and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So when they tell you something, and that's why I really don't do a lot of readings. I, I stuff maybe Tiffany will with her guys. But um, when I communicate, it's just through pendulum. And, um, you know, they'll ask me, you know, can you see and contact my mom or whoever, you know? So I do that. And I'll come over and uh, they'll say, well, tell her she has a, a beautiful blue, uh, blue shirt on, you know? So then I'll go back and my person wants to know that you have a nice blue shirt on. Oh, yeah, but what's on my blue shirt? And the spirits are just like, you know, we're not going to prove anything to anybody. We know we're here. But sometimes humans, you know, they if they can't get an you know, exact, you know, uh, confirmation on spirit, they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, she was asked, uh, well, if this is my mother, tell me my nickname. So she told me. And I think it was like a little button, a little bug or something like that. And she goes, no. I want to know the color of that bug. So I was just like, you know, and I, and I, and I thanked the spirit. I was like, thank you, you know. But that irritated me, you know. And I said to her, you know, I'm not going to uh, go into details with spirits, you know. Obviously, you have a closed mind. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I just ended the conversation with her. I was like, you know? Right. When I was done with that conversation, I had spirit saying to me, that is her nickname, and, you know, she doesn't want to tell you that it's true. You know, she doesn't want to believe that she's actually talking to now, I, I brought up tarot and the Ouija board together because I'm not completely up to date on, you know, the tarot card thing, but it almost sounds kind of like the same deal where you're asking it questions and then a, a spirit is giving you answers through, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, be a card or a board. Um, what is the difference really between Ouija boards and tarot cards? So the difference really between that... Oh, there's tarot and oracle cards, right? Because you got oracle cards. I, yeah. But the difference between, like, a Ouija board, like, a spirit giving you an answer and a tarot card is that a spirit guides you to take a card from the deck. Okay. And then you receive a message, and it's up to you to interpret what that means rather than just receiving a blatant message. Okay. It's kind of different in that way. And um, the... Oracle card? What did is that? What your dad said? An oracle card? Yes. What, what's a now? What, what's an or? I don't. I don't think I've heard of an oracle card. What's what, 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 what are oracle cards? I don't know the difference. Yeah. Um, different. I, I haven't. I haven't even, I haven't even think about it in the box. I bought them uh, two months ago. I before think the sale. they were just like for cards. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're probably the same family. Different company. It's a little bit different. Just a different company yeah. selling it for more money. Uh, 
Are they even still making uh, the Ouija boards? Oh, yeah. They, yeah they'll right? go. Was it, um, was it Merton, bro? Uh, that was MB. Uh, that Milton Bradley. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. wonder if they were more than the Ouija boards. Yeah, every time I'm in Walmart, I walk by the old the board game section to see if they're still there. And they're still there. They're, they're placed there for, like, dark reasons, I feel. It's like a... Like, uh, like, uh, all those weird, super rich devil worshiper people, I think, put them into the stores to keep people, uh, keep the spirits kind of roaming in the minds of the children. Hey, you know, I mean, just think about it. I mean, I mean, if you know, if you have kids or anything, no. but I mean, if you're a lot older, I mean, a lot older, 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 and you're a little grandson, can I get this game? And you don't know, you know, I'm involved with paranormal or anything. Yeah. They're probably going to buy it for that kid, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you kick them off the mommy and dad, hey, we need one, and they're all freaking out. And so, yeah, I'm sorry to make them. Yeah, I'm so, like, when you really think about them and you hear stories, I, everybody, whenever I bring up on the show to uh, some uh, Ouija boards to somebody, and even out, outside in regular life when I bring it up, people, you, 95% of the time, somebody always has a crazy story that goes with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Juju. Yeah. I mean, we'll call that the gate, the gate, the gates to hell. Like I said, I don't believe in hell, but it's definitely a gate into a pole you don't even want to enter. And so that rabbit hole you don't want to go down because sometimes when you get too far down this rabbit hole, you don't escape it. Yeah. Um, that's why I was asking uh, Susan, because um, it took them a while for me to come to me, and I had, and I had some, and I do, I talked to them. And I said, you know, I said, I was in a paranormal when I was 14, 15 years old. How come now you're just giving me my abilities? How come you didn't give me then? You know, and she said, well, she goes, you weren't ready. And I said, well, you know, I think that's BS, and then, you know, kind of challenges me out like that. I said, well, you guys give little kids, the gifts, you guys give these elderly, what about me? I was kind of mad because she wouldn't give me stuff, mm-hmm. but um, now she did. You know what I mean? You know, but uh, if I... Uh, act up a little bit or she doesn't like what I'm doing, she can take some things away. You know, and they can. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's a, that's a bad person in itself. Yeah. But, yes, uh, when, you talk, when you're talking about the Ouija board, um, well, first, if you talk about something like a medium, most mediums use protection. They have their prayers and they set up their boundaries. The problem with a Ouija board is you have usually several people and there is no protection there is no control mm. there's no barriers and they're pouring their energy into it to open up that portal and yes anything evil will take advantage of that and it'll come through because technically anytime even if you're a medium and you're communicating you're opening a portal or a doorway but it's under a control it should be at least under a controlled uh, situation. You should control the environment, yourself, the communication. The Ouija board, several people pouring that energy in there, no controls whatsoever, wide open, anything can happen. Yeah. Ray Booten, Ray Booten, are you familiar with Oracle cards? No, I have a tarot deck. I have the old style weight. Okay. Uh, W-A-I-T-E, the old cards. I haven't used them in a long while. Yeah. Um, Oracle and Tarot, are those the same? I don't know. I think they're probably two names for the same thing. I think it is yeah. a money-making thing. Yeah. 
I know that they yeah. come out with, you have the Wiccan tarot cards, and then you have the Await tarot cards, and you have the Oracle tarot cards. You have so many different types. I think it's more people yeah. trying to sell to a market. Yeah. I got a... The idea of spirit yeah. channeling through the card that you might in your spiritual journey. We're approaching the hour and a half mark, so I have one more question for everybody. Um, do you guys, and lady, and young lady, uh, do you feel um, in the spiritual world where there's this negative energy and positive energies where you have, like, you know, more friendlier spirits and unfriendly spirits do you think that there's any battle between them in another world or do you think they just kind of maneuver and move through their existence the same way we do as the living where a good person can walk by a very bad person on the street and they just go about their business do you think it's it's just like that or do you think that there's some type of spiritual pull going on no there's nothing there's um no there's an understanding between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad, uh, the bad spirits, uh, they take care of the bad ones. Um, the good ones will take care of the good ones, and sometimes they can bump heads, you know. But they, they do have an understanding for each other. I'm not saying they're gonna like, they like each other, you know. Because my personal thing, I don't think they. I mean, they also they don't, you know. But they have a good understanding with each other. Cause I ask the same thing about the demons, and you know, you know, can we? Can I actually talk to the demon about? Now, what's gonna happen to me? So, and then she said, "We have a, we have an understanding, so, and good is very strong in the music." Do you think they stay away from each other, or do you think they mingle? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I would say they stay away from each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I mean, they're they're energies. So if they if they got too close, did start the mesh. I assume. Yeah. yeah. Ray Boone, what do you think of that question? Um, I think it's very much like in the spirit world, it's very similar to what it is in our world. Yeah. We have, uh, good people, we have bad people. Sometimes they leave each other alone, sometimes they clash. Um, as far as their mingling, if you take light and darkness, they don't mingle. Yeah. They don't, that they can't, the two can't be in the same place. It's like going in, I've said it before, you go into a room, you turn a light on. You may have a few shadows in the corner, but the darkness is gone. Yeah. And that wonderful young lady over there, do you have uh, any, and what's your opinion? I don't think they they mesh together. I think they're just, they exist together and that's how it is. Like, you can't have one without the other. No yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, um, yeah, once things get back to normal, uh, me and Ray would love to come out and join you guys on an investigation or two. I know we, me and uh, Ray talked about it. Well, me and both Rays have talked about it. So, uh, I mean, that'd be cool. Something to look forward to when this, uh, COVID-19 oh, yeah. leaves, you know? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's fun. I talked to my vice president about what we're going to bring you guys. You guys are going to love it. Oh, I can't yeah, wait. Tough, 
I can't wait. We're going to do an on-location show from live from Ground Zero. You guys are really not that fast. Really That's all you're going to do is jump on the pipe. We're not even about an hour away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're pretty close. I mean, and we all, can... these all these locations, all these locations, always... It's in between me and you and mostly towards you. So it's not so far you guys have to drive, you know? Yeah, and when we... um. We got some stuff down this way too, like uh, in our in our neck of the woods. We got like the Bridgewater Triangle and all that stuff. If you guys ever want to kind of get, we'll all gather and do that sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. Um, so where can anybody where can anybody who's listening uh, check into you guys' stuff? What do you got on social media and all that good stuff? Yeah, Facebook uh, Metro West Paranormal Investigators. We also have a YouTube site. Channel I always set up. It's like ten, we just started, so it's gonna be like uh, ten, twelve videos. Mm-hmm. Get that thing rocking. Um, then or they can do the snail mail. It's up at uh, Metro West Paranormal Investigators, PO Box one two one, Massachusetts zero one five five zero. I like it. What should be a good trivia question for people to be able to win some Metro West merchandise? Hmm. Whoever whoever can tell us the difference between an oracle card and a tarot card gets some free merch. I dig it. I'm gonna see if um if they could tell or if they would um if they believe in a hell heaven or, or hell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then tell it this. I mean, you know, it's yeah, I'm trying to I don't even want to know what. Well, I mean, I think it's on people's. Yeah, we'll learn all the Yeah, we'll figure something out. I will. Yeah, I'll show you. I really appreciate you guys coming on. It was a great episode. Yeah, we had a fun time. We'll definitely have Thank you. you hey, anytime. We'll definitely have you back in the future. We're all friends now. Absolutely. <laughs> it's beautiful. But I think, again, uh, I can speak for Ray Booten and say, you know, I, we appreciate it and we thank you for being on the show. And we uh, we can't wait to do another show with you and definitely can't wait to get into the field and do some, uh, you know, hands-on, on-location uh, type stuff. That's going to be cool. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Well, you guys stay safe over there. Be careful. And uh, I'm sure we'll stay in touch for sure. You know what I mean? We got the Facebook console going, going right. strong. We'll man. be in touch later. Hi, right, Ray. Thanks again. Right. Have a Thanks. good one. Good you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was the end of the show. We hope everybody enjoyed it. And we'll catch you all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Mostly Ghostly.